plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. Welcome to Locked On Cowboys. I am your host, Drew Davison. I am glad you are joining us. It is Monday, September 19th. I just landed from the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. Cowboys with a big win, 27-23 over the Redskins. They are now 1-1. Lost the season opener to the Giants. 20 to 19 so they desperately needed this win to get in the win column and to get back on track you can't go 0 and 2 to start the season especially against two division opponents i believe the stat is 90 percent of teams who start the season 0 and 2 do not make the playoffs and the cowboys certainly still feel like they can be a playoff team a championship contender uh and in today's episode i just Monday morning quarterbacking it. We'll touch on Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott. I'll play some sound from Cole Beasley from yesterday in the locker room, as well as the defense. The defense stepped up very, very well, in my opinion, against the Redskins. But first off, everyone's talking about it. Dak Prescott, the rookie quarterback. He's thrown 75 passes in his first two NFL games, has not turned it over once. That is an NFL record, better than Warren Moon. So Dak Prescott taking care of the ball is, of course, the number one priority for a young quarterback, and he has done it well. Yesterday, he went 22 of 30 passing, 292 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, but he did have a big six-yard touchdown scramble. That put the Cowboys ahead. So Dak Prescott looked good. He looked poised. And I thought he really shined in crunch time. In the fourth quarter when the Cowboys needed the go-ahead score, he orchestrated that drive perfectly. Marched him down the field with poise. Completed the Cowboys faced a third and 11 on that series. And Dak Prescott hits Cole Beasley for the big first down and then in this uh, later in the fourth quarter when the Cowboys are trying to run time and you know trying to eat up as much clock as possible Dak takes a sack and last year the Cowboys benefited when Eli Manning a veteran in the league threw it away and didn't take a sack in, in the 2015 season opener so Dak Prescott showed great awareness great poise and I thought he took a lot, a lot of strides. And Des Bryant was raving about him. He just said, this dude is a hell of a football player. Poise, you know, calmness. He just has a presence about him in the huddle. And I think that really shined. And the key is, the key is to not turn over the ball. And Dak Prescott has not done that yet. And I also think he does a great job 
of spreading the ball around. A lot of talk after the opener about not getting Des Bryant involved enough. Des ended up seven catches, 102 yards, his first 100-yard game, it seems like, in a long time. He had one, one, or one last season, but they got Des the ball. Dak also spread around, hit seven receivers for the second straight week. So, and, you know, mixed it in, went to the open guy, but, of course, got Dez more involved. And before we get into more of the game, let me remind you to check out all the Locked On Podcast Network, especially Locked On NFL with Matt Williamson. covers the league issues. Uh, It's got great perspective on the entire, entire NFL. Also, check out Locked On Fantasy. Who should you start in tonight's Monday night game? Who's a sleeper? What guys maybe are on the waiver wire? So, definitely check out Locked On Fantasy. And go ahead, give Locked On Bears a a look and a listen. That's the Cowboys Week 3 opponent, so never too early to kind of get to know the Bears and see what they're doing and what they're going to bring into Dallas. So, check out Locked on Bears. Of course, the Bears play tonight. So, uh, so check out their preview podcast and, of course, tune in tomorrow for the, the Monday morning quarterback podcast. But getting back to the Cowboys, a lot of praise for Dak Prescott, and rightfully so. As I've said multiple times already, he did not turn the ball over. The same cannot be said for running back Ezekiel Elliott. And Ezekiel Elliott made no excuses for turning the ball over twice. He fumbled it twice, turned it over once, one was lost. Doug Free fortunately pounced on the other one for the Cowboys. But Ezekiel Elliott, he did have a better game. 21 carries, 83 yards, and a touchdown. He scored from one yard out, you know, just bulldozed his way in to the end zone in the first half. So, a lot better showing than his first game, his professional debut when he rushed for 51 yards on 20 carries with one touchdown. But the fumbles are an issue. And it's a very rare... Ezekiel Elliott, ball security was never an issue with him at Ohio State. He had 650 touches in his three years at Ohio State, fumbled it four times. So, ball security has been one of his strengths, so to speak. And costly, fumbles are costly. The defense bailed him out the first time. He fumbled it, and within the Dallas 40, Redskins took over inside the Dallas 40 and only managed to get a field goal. Second time, as I said, Doug Free jumped on it, but that ended the day for Ezekiel Elliott. He actually changed gloves on the sideline after the second fumble and never got to test him out, never got to break him in because Alfred Morris had taken over by that point. And the Cowboys, understandably so, were not going to let, we're not going to risk a third fumble by Ezekiel Elliott in a tight ball game. Ironically, the Redskins forced two fumbles against Darren McFadden last season in Washington in FedEx Field. So maybe it's something, you know, they see with the Cowboys running backs. But long story short, Ezekiel Elliott needs to protect the ball better. And he admitted that. He he made no 
uh, excuses. He said he never fumbled it twice in a game. The second one was more worried. Josh Norman made a nice defensive play on the first one. Came up on his side and knocked it loose. The second one, though, Ezekiel just ran into the offensive line and lost it. Of course, a Giants... Excuse me. A Redskins linebacker uh, got credit for it, but... um, So, Ezekiel Elliott needs to take care of the ball. It goes without saying. It's a known thing. Uh, And... But that kind of leads me nicely into some Cole Beasley audio. And he starts off by talking about Alfred Morris and what he meant and seeing him score the touchdown, what proved to be the game-winning touchdown and doing his trademark home run swing into the stands. So it's it's going to kind of pick up mid-interview, but that's what he's talking about. He did his little touchdown celebration. I said, man, I'm, I'm glad you're doing that for us now. I was tired of seeing that stuff on the Redskins. So, uh, he's a heck of a player, man. I'm glad we have him. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah, Appreciate no it. No yeah. problem. I said that cool. last uh, touchdown that you guys have went out for school. The huddle and you take me that. You know, it happened so fast, man. It's, I can't even tell you what it was like. You know, everybody was just in the zone, and I guess, you know, that's how you want it. So, um, everybody was just focused on their individual job, and, um, nobody blinked, man. Uh, it was just like we're at practice on a on a Thursday or Wednesday, just in the huddle doing drives. So, um, you know, it's a good thing. It's a good feeling. Well, it seems like you and Dak have built a pretty quick rapport. I mean, do you have a good feel for him already? Just two games in, it seems like you guys have hooked up quite a bit. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just. You know, you don't know. When you get a new guy in there, you never know where the ball is going to go. So um, I just run my routes to win, and, you know, he's, he's good at finding the open guy. So um, I'm not doing anything different. I'm just running my routes to get open, and he's, he's doing a good job of finding me. Did you ever doubt that Des would get more involved today? Um, no, I mean, but you never know just because you don't know what kind of defenses you're going to see. And, you know, they're going to do whatever they can and not let him touch the ball. Um, every team's going to do that. So, um, but I think we did a better job today of, of finding him. And, you know, he played great and played a good game. So I'm just glad he's on our team. All right, that was uh, Cole Beasley there. And, and you heard him say it. Dak showed poise. He wasn't surprised by what the Cowboys were able to do offensively. And, you know, Cole Beasley and Dak Prescott have really kind of found a nice rhythm together. They've, you know, Dak targeted him a lot in the opener. And clearly he has a lot of trust in Cole Beasley. As I said, he they connected on that big third down play. And Cole was the second leading receiver on Sunday. Five catches, 75 yards, average 15 yards a catch. So Cole Beasley is has kind of become a security blanket type guy for Dak Prescott out of the slot in those short slants. And Cole's having a good year of just finding ways to get open. And I'll end this podcast with a little defensive talk. 
And this defensive group is a lot of no-name guys. Not a lot of people, not a lot of household names. Sean Lee made the Pro Bowl last year. The defensive line, if you're not following the Cowboys, most people around the league probably couldn't tell you one guy on the defensive line. Secondary has some names. Brandon Carr, of course, the $50 million contract. He's got a name for himself. Orlando Skandrick, one of the better nickel corners in the in the game today. Mo Claiborne, top 10 pick. So there are guys on the defense that names would ring bells, but just not really exceptional, exceptional players or household names. But, you know, they... They made the stops when the Cowboys needed them. As I said, Ezekiel Elliott fumbles, gives the actually two straight drives. The Redskins took over on the Dallas 40 or within the Dallas 40. Each time they had to settle for field goals. After the Ezekiel Elliott fumble, Redskins couldn't cash in and score a touchdown. Then the Cowboys tried an onside kick, failed, Redskins take over, good field position, defense forces them to take a field goal. The biggest plays, though, came late in the stretch. As much trouble as the Cowboys had in end-of-game situations against the Giants in the opener, they made up for it in Week 2 against Washington. Sean Lee... Redskins had a third and one to extend a drive on the final drive of the game. Sean Lee and Justin Sean Lee makes a great read, tackles the Redskins running back with the help of Justin Durant. And on the fourth down play, fourth and inches, instead of just trying to smash it up the Redskins' throat, or excuse me, the Cowboys' throat, the Redskins go with the passing play. Justin Durant tips it away, saves the day. And Sean Lee, Justin Durant had their moments. Tyrone Crawford had a sack. Jack Crawford had a sack. So a lot of good moments. Barry Church, interception in the end zone, huge play in the game. So a lot of good individual moments for the Cowboys defense. And that's a good sign for the Cowboys going forward. They need the defense to make plays like that. In 2014, they didn't have a lot of household names either, but they still managed to win games, and that proved to be a very solid formula for them that season. And I'd be reminisced not to talk about Jason Garrett. You know, a, a lot of, a very questionable red zone or goal line play call early in the game. Cowboys had a first and goal from the five. They throw it three straight times. One was a fade to Dez one-on-one matchup. That's a matchup you like, but if you have the best offensive line, you used the fourth overall pick on a running back, why not just try and smash it down their throat and score? Don't get too cute. Just run the football. With that being said, I did like seeing Jason Garrett gamble aggressive side of Jason Garrett. Riverboat JG. We have not seen this type of gambling from Jason Garrett. You know, it's a very rare sign. But he went for a fourth and one in the first half. 
turned it into a 28-yard pass play from Dak Prescott to Jeff Swain. Huge, gutsy call, paid off. Went for an onside kick in the second half, did not pay off. Dan Bailey did not kick it 10 yards. Washington took over. But those were the kind of plays that Jason Garrett needs to do more of, in my opinion. You need to be aggressive. You need to play to win. And you got to take chances. In the Buffalo game to end last season, Jason Garrett punted, wasn't going for fourth downs. Just kind of wanted, it felt like he just wanted to keep it somewhat close. So it was good to see him making calls to actually win as opposed to just trying to stay with stay in the hunt and hope things magically fall your way down the stretch. So I thought it was good to see Jason Garrett be aggressive. Whether this is a new Jason Garrett or a one-time thing remains to be seen, but at the end of the day, I think fans and, and players alike like to see that aggressiveness out of their head coach. Anyways, huge first win for the Cowboys, beating the Redskins 27-23 at FedEx Field. Next week, they get the Bears. Should be another game, another solid test, but Cowboys should be favorite in that game, and then they go to San Francisco. So the Cowboys could be 3-1 and one after four weeks. If they're any worse than 2-2, two and two, something's gone extremely wrong, but... That's why the NFL is great. That's why we watch it all the time. I'll be back tomorrow. As always, I appreciate you tuning in. This is Locked On Cowboys with Drew Davison of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Follow me on Twitter. Shoot me your feedback at Drew Davison, D-A-V-I-S-O-N. Or shoot me an email, ddavison at star-telegram.com. Until tomorrow, take care. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst.